All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, we are... uh, we are rolling. The are wheels, we? I think so. Are the wheels rolling? are up. It's been this week. It's, I, I don't know. I think we're going. Let's just go. I'm Can I just go? We'll just go. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> Wednesday, hump day. Great day. Yeah? Yeah. You like Wednesday? Love it. So love Wednesdays. I know there's some special Wednesday nights we're going to talk about. Yeah, that's right. We'll talk about it later on uh, coming up. But uh, we are into it. There's three the, months. There's the Redster three months uh, pregnant. Three months. The shoveler, it's congrats to Augusta. That's why we have our green shirts on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, everyone loves that first Wednesday at Augusta. <laughs> Pinder. <laughs> if you would have been part of the pre-show, I think we should already. Pinder and Warner scrapping. No, it's because there's there's a perfect amount of time to spend with someone, and I think we hit our quota for today last night. <laughs> Really? Yeah. It was only 45 minutes. Well, you got to do a little work before and, and we're texting throughout the day. And I'll tell you what, because I've only it's done sc- one afterburner episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I'm just like oh. a regular listener. I get in my vehicle in the morning, mm. boop, fire up the podcast from the night before, fresh content, hear what the boys had to say about the big win last night. Yeah, obviously. It's right? a huge win. Um, the, so now that you've listened to two episodes, I believe you can five-star like and subscribe and all that just... Like and subscribe. Five stars on yeah. Spotify. Let's go. Let's go. I all don't right. do Spotify still. Waiting for the right. free Spotify. Waiting eh? for the free Spotify. You know what's going to happen? In 10 years, we're going to sign a deal with Spotify and you'll finally get your free Spotify. Even that. And then you'll retire. Even. Or you'll die as we're yeah, signing it. Just as you're about to get your free yeah. Spotify. <laughs> 
great sign a big fat deal right yeah, about that. Let's go. So if you uh yeah, we'll we'll talk about afterburner coming up. This is Barn Burner, the Redster, back at the kitchen table after the uh the location swap last night because you, you get too uh, animated and loud. Yeah. You'll wake up the whole family after a huge loss like the Flames had last night. Fist pumping the Walker Dewar bad angle shots and yeah. such. Very no. loud and noisy. I, w- I, w- I will continue to snap show it if uh, Anderson has to play two-on-ones anymore this year. It's been a rough week. What did you say? You were you said it was just what the stupid kids or dumb kids? Didn't he say yesterday or the day before about how they're learning how to play two on ones? The dumb kids nowadays. I don't teach them how to do two on ones. Well, it's not even. It's probably not the kids' fault. You should probably start looking at some of these coaches and going to. So you're too busy, too busy watching flipping video to teach these kids how to play a two-on-one yeah. you idiot Maybe you could use video okay. to teach that would be a novel concept i well, daryl mentioned post anymore Sa- saturday off sunday off no morning skate today off let's take some more days off end of the month 17 days off hey why not you guys are in so soft shape yeah. we're doing well you know what uh, killed the flame season because clearly it's going down in flames it's just awful it's trouble now like you boy they got two points out of four on this road trip the sky's falling uh it's the harlem globetrotters dean that ruined the calgary flames 2022 2023 campaign yeah sweet they couldn't get that one practice in and then there's only two rinks in north america that both can't be used we couldn't make any lineup change come on mayor of calgary build some more rinks there that yeah, well, like that's nice. the problem, though. You get into event center, the, the now the Washington Generals are going to be playing on the other rink. There'll be more. Oh. Yeah, there'll be more people coming through town for, jeez. Pinder kind of morphed into his mouth breather irrational fan there for a little bit. <laughs> oh, there's some of that. Ugh. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to Sarah Valley. He's our NHL insider. We'll get him on here momentarily. But, yeah, the Flames have a 3-1 lead. What was the one calling card of Sutter Hockey? You get a lead and you just choke the opponent to death. 3-1 after 40. That thing was just gift-wrapped. Well, bow on top. All That's you had to do goal. was just put it in the bin. They didn't put it in the bin. They Locked did not. The no. It, uh, I was Because I was thinking, I was at the Islander game on Friday. They, they had the lead. The no drama. Yeah. Don't make it dramatic. Just hang on, play 60, and win it. And they did. And I felt like, especially after Chicago, mm-hmm. here's your lead. You've played well. The second period, very strong. You gave up that first goal, power play, whatever, but then Bounce back. earned the lead back. You were the better team. And Dominant in the second. One of the better periods of the year. And I, was, I wrote it down again. I was, and I'll ask you, Red. How did the Flames lose? Why did they lose this hockey game? It's not any one thing, but sure. man, there yes, is a is. turning it's point. Yeah, go ahead. It's, it's one thing, and the one thing is a shitty goaltending and a terrible, terrible rebound. Right there. Done. They lost all momentum. St. Louis was out of the game. You guys were watching it. They were, they didn't even want, they were, they'd stopped competing. They just, they were content to walk through the rest of this game and let the Flames have it. The Flames were dominating them. They were playing. They were skating. They were going. And Markstrom, on a nothing shot, drops it in the slot for an easy tap-in, and it's the whole everything changes. And I said last night on Afterburner Boom, I, don't, I know you listened, but I don't know if you remember, 
Anderson, to me, made two screw-ups. Yeah. And they weren't blatant, awful screw-ups. But that second, the third goal, second in 20 seconds, whatever, he gets caught standing in front of Markstrom. Well, don't be there, first of all. But second of all, if you are there, recognize it and block it. Recognize that, oh, damn it, I'm in a bad spot. I better block this for my goalie. Instead of kind of uh, trying to hide from it. Yeah. That, that, that second goal is such not, a weird sequence. I went back and watched the, the whole thing. Neither one of those goals, I would say, were good scoring chances. They both, both of the plays started oh. in the blue zone. The Flames have the puck in deep, and they mm-hmm. up, up the ice they come. And on the one, Caudry plays it a little bit soft. And on the, it, it's, it's almost it, a pseudo-dump in. Yeah. And as you guys said, did it surprise Markstrom? Did it shock him? I, I don't really know what happens here as he just coughs it right up. Alexandrov, whoever the hell that is, mm. even the Blues were stunned. They could that It's like finding a 20 in your ski jacket after a year. It's like, what a gift. Can't believe it. And then... The shot from Cairo, it's a, Cairo's a great, he's a great goal scorer, great player. It's a wrister from beyond the top of the circles. Gotta be stout. And it's, it's almost in the middle of the net. Like it's not top corner bar in. If Markstrom's just kind of square to it, I feel like it hits him. And he's screened by Anderson. But still the puck is, it's, it's just on net. It's not a scoring chance. Agreed. And the first one, I wonder, okay, so you're in total control. It's early in the third. That horrible rebound, Rhett was suggesting that he's not maybe ready for that, or at least something's a little off there, because it was it's something he doesn't give rebounds on. And if he does, they're not usually right in front of the net. Like, oh, for two strikes, you're out. If that doesn't happen, are we a little more settled and ready for the next one? Because it just seemed like that was the pucker. Oh, 28 sure. seconds later, the next one happens. Sure. If the first one doesn't happen, maybe the second one doesn't happen. It's, it's just like Scrambleville all of a sudden, because they're worried about blowing a lead. And they're showing the the wow. video here. That I, he makes a great stay, save off of Shen right there in the slots, but it's hard. You make great saves, and then some that don't go in not, should go in or end up going that's in. That's a really good save. But is that where Shen shot it, or was that a huge? You know what I mean? Like uh, you're right. I don't want to pile on the guy, but you can't fall asleep and let that rebound drop. And then I'm what Pinder was talking about the third goal, the tying goal. I think he was still pissed off. He had forgot the game started again. He was asleep. He was on the hot second after one. that rebound. And then for the sure. third one, he was still mad. Yeah, he was still pissed off at what, what happened in the second goal. It was like, what? and remember, so, the Blues scored another goal that was disallowed for being offside. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they they very easily lose that have a three one lead and lose in regulation. Yeah. yeah to the Blues who are. Banged up. Six regulars we counted yesterday, wrote. So, I mean, are we overreacting? Probably. But it's on the heels, as you said last night. The Chicago thing, you get past it. You win the next game. You move on. Okay, Chicago's in the back of your mind. You can't do this after the Chicago loss. You know what you need? You have to have a decisive win here uh, tomorrow night. And they were on their way to one. That's 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 what I I wonder about the psyche of this team. Because this thing was in a great spot. And yet, it felt like they were the team puckering when it got to 3-2. <laughs> the Blues are house yeah, money. It's like, we're already counted for dead. Let's just go have some I, fun. 
It's like watching the Canucks with a lead. I don't even know. Were they puckering or was it a tie what game hell? because of their goaltender? Well, I just mean what when that second goal for the Blues goes in, I think it's like, oh, my God, how did it get here? What have we done? Ah, the lead. Oh, no. Ah, it's within one. Boom. Ah, it's tied. Ah. It, they're not comfy with leads. Yeah, we so, talk about like yeah. Pike had a tweet last night and we'll or today and we'll throw it up in the pin report. But this is a group and Kelly Rudy keeps talking about oh, all these one goal games are good. You know what would really would have been good? A five one win and not sweating a one goal game in the third period. And yes, if you can win one goal games and learn to be comfortable in them, that can be an asset in the playoffs. But A, you gotta get there. And B, for all the one goal games they played, they're not good when they're up by one. Eight of their last nine games have been one-goal games. They have 16 losses this year by a single goal. Like, are they getting better at this? It doesn't look like it. doesn't it. look like And they're not getting better in extra time either. No. We'll no. Could, we'll, God, no. Let's break. We'll bring in Frank Saravalli. He's hanging in. He's been listening to all this BS. We'll bring in... It's a uh, lot of Blues Flames, Frank. It's a lot. Yeah, I feel for Frank, you, Frank. I've, Frank, I've only seen one worse moment when a goaltender fell asleep in St. Louis, and that was after a rookie party where <laughs> me and Kipper may have over-imbibed and Kipper, absolutely, Frank, it was priceless. The puck left our zone. And Kipper leans back, puts his arms up on the net, and the Blues get it at, like, center, and they just throw it in. And Kipper doesn't even know. He's like. <gasps> and it's in and out before Kipper re- recognizes oh, it. And he starts kicking and scrambling around like, what happened? What happened? <laughs> and it was already a goal. It was so good. But, but. To his defense, there was no more that got past him that night. That was that sounds the like end Kipper. Of it, so he gave up one yeah. bad one. Did that you was say it. Kipper? Did you say Kipper over imbibed? I mean, what are the odds of that? <laughs> that was his lucky. That's how he had. It was his lucky charm. That was his stress reliever was to feel no pain. I, I'm. Uh, it, it was a little bit disconcerting watching the first ten minutes of this show. I'm not used to you guys actually talking hockey. Yeah, well, sorry. It's, about, well, it's, our bad. You know, it's a Wednesday. And, and just for the record, if I could opine for one second, I, Pinder, do not think this team is puckering with the lead. I, I tend to agree with Rhett that I think it's mostly purely on the goaltending. Yeah. I, I But are they comfortable and, and so with back, Markstrom? Back, like, I, I just feel like back. no one's confident with Markstrom right now. It's not just Markstrom. So, so this but, begs the question then: Is why isn't Vladar playing? Well, we opine he will Sutter. tomorrow. He That's, will. Yeah, it feels like it's got to be Vladar. Okay, but look, just look at look at the last calendar month: Markstrom twelve games, Vladar three. Prior to that, because I looked this morning, mm-hmm. Vladar went on that on that string of games. He was in six what, of eight or something, six like of eight, seven of ten, kind yeah. of thing. That was right after Jacob Markstrom came out and said, "I suck at hockey right now," yeah. and. Then Markstrom came back and was playing and getting no run support. Yeah, he was posting better results. The soft goals went away. He got on a nice run, and it it appeared it had worked, Frank, where you gave him time to work on his game. They toyed with his stance a little. Is he wider? Is he skinnier? Whatever it is. He's posting better results, and it's like, okay, our number one looks like he's running in form, and then this last two weeks, there's been some of the oopsies sliding back into his game. And the only reason they got a point in Chicago on Sunday is because of Ladar in the third period. He came in at the 21-minute mark and only allowed the OT winner. He was great. They got the a, only reason they got yeah. a point last night was because of a coach's challenge. 
Fair enough. Yeah. Or if the linesman rates the right call, Frank. I mean, come on. We Frank didn't watch Afterburner or listen, but we talked about this. Part of the problem now for the Flames is going to be that they're in such a tight group to try and make the playoffs. And Daryl's old school. We know he's got his his philosophies. He's not big on the young kids. They really have to prove themselves before they get a chance. He wants a number one goalie, Jonathan Quick, Mika Kiprasov. He, he believes in that philosophy, play your number one, blah, blah, blah. But now what happens to make those changes, it's even tougher because the playoffs aren't a certainty. They're going to battle. I think they'll make it. They should be good enough to make it, but it's going to be a fight to make it. You can't let points slip away. And I don't know how many coaches, whether it's Sutter or John Tortorella or whoever it is, are willing to miss the playoffs and maybe they're put their li- their job on the line by not playing their number one, even though the the the, the numbers might support Vladar. It's it's still a tough thing. We talked about it with Pelche and the young guys coming in. Well, if you're in a spot where every point is crucial, which it might be down the stretch, how do you insert guys that have never played and you don't know what you're going to get? You're more likely, especially Sutter, to go with guys that he knows. For him, for him he probably trusts. We might have different yep. opinions on some of the players, but he trusts them, and he just he's not going to to take any chances it's it happens a lot and it's not just because of daryl setter where a team gets in a spot where they can't give up points they it's they're too tight we got to get every point and then you have to overplay guys and you overthink it and you overcoach it and it ends up worse i don't have an answer for it but that might be part of it well i i think reading between the lines there's a pretty clear i it seems to me like there's friction between coach and management I mean, the zinger after the Chicago game, you know, we need to shoot so much because we don't have dominant players. Like it's, that's not at the players. That's, that's at the person who put this team together and whatever, you know, you, you bring up a a Phillips, you bring up a Peltier, whoever it is, and they don't play and they're healthy. That's another zinger back at management. Like, yeah, I'm not taking this. I'm not whoever you want me to play, I'm the coach and I'm going to make the lineup. So, you know, I I think that's gone on for a while now. And I wouldn't be surprised to your point, Rhett, to see it continue at this point after 1400 NHL games behind a bench, you're not going to wake up next week and see a different Daryl Sutter. He's not going to suddenly just do things a different way. He gave Vladar a run. Um, Clearly, right now, the trust factor belongs to Markstrom, whether that's deserved or not. And I think you could make a strong argument, given what the numbers say, given that it seems to me like I I believe that Markstrom is dealing with a crisis of confidence more than anything, you know, that you could point to as holes in his game. Yeah. Can something, you know, here or there be tightened up for sure? But when you see the the big boy rebound like you did the other last yeah. night, that's that's not a hole. That's confidence. Yeah. And when you see it's, him flog himself publicly, that's confidence. Is there? And this is always tough because it kind of goes to personal life. Was he not just getting engaged? Or there, is there kids involved here? Is there? You never know with that side of things, right? It's probably none of our business. But that's also a possibility in my mind where. There's stuff going on off the ice that might be playing into this. I, I, 
because he should. He played so much better last year. I have honestly no insight into the personal aspect. That's not something I regularly look into or check in on unless there's some reason to believe that it's an issue. I haven't heard anything. But to me, um, I think it speaks to the nature of the position. Like you look any year, year in and year out, there's a list of four or five guys that you can hang your hat on. And Markstrom was in that category for a while. But there's so many good goalies that have a blip that go from 925 to 900 in the blink of an eye. And for whatever reason, there's no explanation in that season as to why that is. It's not, you know, part of it is, is what's happening in front of him. Part of it is his numbers. Um, they, they never seem to rebound. I don't know what, why that is. It's like from start to finish, they can't ever get it together. And to get back to the, the coach and the comments he makes, he spent a lot of time last year talking about how we don't have game breakers. You know, this is how we have to play when we don't have a superstar. And it was, you know, especially in the context of Edmonton being in division, they had three 40-goal guys. Like, even when they do have these things, it's almost like he needs that us against the world, we're all blue-collar. Like, that's the narrative he's always pushing, even when it's not necessarily correct. They had the best line in hockey last year, and even strength, that they, that that trio, Gaudreau, Kachuk, Lindholm, was absolutely dominant. Dominant. They were game-breakers, but even then he wouldn't acknowledge them as such. And I know he struggled at times this year, and you watch him play the last few weeks and you can feel like it's starting to come together a little bit but Jonathan Huberto regardless of this year's results the fact of the matter is he's one of the premier playmakers of his generation the one of the best passers um in the game the last 10 years like if you can't find a way to have him adequately replace the playmaking ability of Johnny Gaudreau Part of that, yeah, is it on the player? Yes, but part of it, I think, is also on the coach and maybe how he's viewing him and deploying him. Yeah, I don't know that you'd put Milan Lucic at the top of the list of finishers you could put your best no. passer with. That's no, where he's played for two weeks. A lot of this for me is also, they don't look like a team that's going to the rink and it's joyous and exciting and fun and exuberant. and You know what I mean? And and there's 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 there, there's a point where professionalism professionalism has to play into it, and sometimes you don't have that excitement, that exuberant and energy. But it's a lot easier to go and play when you are having fun and you're enjoying being at the rink. And I don't think that this group right now is. I don't think that's the calling card. I don't think they're pumped right now to be hanging out in St. Louis for another day. Off I don't day. think they're pumped to be getting to the ring. I don't see it. Even when they score goals, it's not, you know what I mean? Like you can watch teams. You And sorry, I always refer to it because I'm here now. But with Buff, the Sabres, you see them score. It is like we have climbed Everest every time they score. And they <laughs> score a lot, but they're freaking pumped to do it. They got great goal songs. It's enjoyable. They're having fun. They they like being at the rink. I don't get that vibe from the Flames. Okay, so first off, no one has fun in St. Louis. Like 2018 Cup Final, I went to the <laughs> casino every single night and just tried my best to not get mugged on my way back to the hotel. And second, how could they possibly have any fun when they've had a size 12 cowboy boot up their ass the entire season? It's totally true. Yeah, Even the, the five and two start. Year. 
Like it was, it felt tense when they dropped a couple. And it's like, why are we throwing the lines in the blender in game eight? You were a third period gaff away from beating the Oilers. And now everything is, we got to reinvent the wheel. Like even Daryl feels like he's oversteering a ton. That's not a fun place to be when Daryl's tight. And I wondered what Daryl won the Jack last year, right? Yep. I think that's a detriment for a guy like Daryl. Now he's ultra hyped up. All of a sudden, because he's he's the one guy that does you will he would never want to be known as taking his foot off the gas or being cocky or a, a big wig. It's like I'm a I'm a blue collar workaholic. That's the, so he's probably oversteering it right now because the I mean it sounds stupid and it probably is, but I actually think him winning that trophy last year put more pressure on him this year to try and do more to prove that he was worthy of it. It's like, just go coach. Just let them have fun. Let them smile. Let them enjoy being at the rink. Just take a foot off. And he loses his two best players, right? He loses his two 40 goal guys and knows how much harder it's all going to be this year. I don't know. You guys talked about it last night too. Jacob Pelche is here. He's a first rounder. Does he get in? You talk about the disconnect between management and coach. I'm sure Trelevin would love to see Pelche get in. I don't think he recalled him to not get played. And I don't think Daryl has a lot of interest in playing him. Daryl might prefer... The Rune Dog, Kevin Rooney, right now. I mean, like it's you know where he is on the spectrum of trusting rookies versus veterans. He is the most pro-veteran coach in the league. I, I don't know that I can think of one more. Well, and you mentioned this on the on the afterburner last night that Daryl is regarded as a guy who he's going to ride as number one. He rides as number one. He's had some really good number ones. You he's said it. he had Kiprasov, right? Yeah. Kiprasov and Calgary. He was lights out. Of course, you're going to ride that guy, Jonathan Quick in L.A. He could trust those guys because very seldom did those guys screw him. Right now, Markstrom's the number one, Needs some but he can't trust him right now. Yep. So it's, you know what it is? DGAF, don't give a fuck. You yeah. win, you're in. Yeah, I think it's at that point Thursday. I really do. Like, uh, even for Daryl. Like, look back to Phillips. Like, if you want a roadmap on Pelletier, like, two games, 9.04 ice time average. Yeah. And, and how many as a healthy? And a post. Like, he wasn't... Bad. And on one it's hand, like, it's, it, nope. it feels like if, you, if you're looking at team failure or team struggles and you expect a kid to come in and fix them, I get that's not the answer. But it's part of building this team. It's part of finding answers, solutions. What do they need? Well, boy, we, Trelevin, as you've said, Frank, Trelevin's been looking for a scoring winger, been looking for a winger. Can't find a winger, get a winger. He's brought a couple wingers up that are their own homegrown guys that they've developed. Phillips has been here forever. He's been leading the AHL and still can't get in. Yeah. If there's not a scenario that exists more relevant than this, and then what what is it? I don't know what it is. And Pinder and I were of the opinion last night that Chicago was the great scenario for the insertion of youth and excitement and young kids coming. Well, we didn't get to practice. We had to travel. All these excuses. Didn't get a morning skate, so I can't play the young guys. It's like. BS. That's the perfect time to play the young last place team because they don't need a morning skate. They're Chicago doesn't even know who they're playing. (laughs) Honestly, I'm not exaggerating. Like I've been talking to people around the league and they were like, oh man, I didn't even realize that guy was having a good season and he's on my team. Like I'm telling you that's they're not even watching their own NHL games because that's not what this season is about. And if you can't put a young guy in the lineup for that game, you might as well just wave the white flag. 
Yeah, and one guy just got Send an extension and the other right guy's away. in the last year of his deal, right? There's no problems here. <laughs> and then at the same time, you look at it and they've collected, what's, what's the points? What have they been doing? Points in 12 of their last right? 15. So They don't lose in regulation, Frank. They just decided they're going to choke away leads and lose in overtime. But you're wild. I mean, what that's like death by that's death by 82 cuts is what that is. Yeah. Well, it's and just, it's, it's weird because there's, there's still so much reason to think this group can be so much better, but there's just, it's so hard when they're not playing well to, to see Daryl making this environment, anything but miserable. Well, I, we can go round and round. They did play well. That second period, they flipping dominated the blues. They were, that, that's over. the most frustrating part, I think, yep. is that even when everything's clicking, it's kind of like my golf game. I could drive, <laughs> I can hit the green, I can't putt for shit. I like, you know, you go through it, you fix one area of your game, and then all of a sudden, hey, the goaltending's not working. We get yeah. better play from Uyghur. We get Huberto starting to pile up points, and Jacob Markstrom gives up can't a play. pizza in the slot. <laughs> Like and Japan, true. he finally scores. Then, you got a good line for him. Luch isn't dragging yeah, yeah. around. Oh, and there's a the worst goal he's allowed in a month. Should be leaving the rink just pumped. Let's go for a pint, fellas. Yeah. Let's get a meal. Got the day off tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> now we're watching video. How are you for time, Now Frank? we're watching video, and we might get mugged in St. Louis. Right? <laughs> I mean, like, hey. What? Because we we got to you late. What's your schedule? How long we got you? We can let you go if you got to go. I'm good. I, I got all the time in the world for right. you guys. Um, not except to, well. To we're, pl- except to play on the hockey team. Except yeah, to play with us. Jasper, yeah, then you got nice. all the time for the Oilers guys. Yeah. The speaking of Edmonton, I, I figured Oilers, with this yeah, this dry January that I'm doing, you guys would just be really bad influences. It's a terrible That's idea, true. by the way. It's, it's the end of January. Idea. You get that far, we'll give you a participation yeah. medal for dry January. The the heat seems to be on in Edmonton. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. Uh, I mean, how would we capsulize what Rhett said yesterday? That you know, Connor McDavid's never really had a a leader there a to help mentor him lead, a mentor that sort of thing. That the maybe when you have two players who are so far and away better than everybody else, does that impact how you play? There are people already calling for Jay Woodcroft. He was just to brought be, in a year ago to I, be fired. Um, and then we, we talked about management right not really doing a lot to, you know, how could you waste away a 150-point season? Well, they're 10th by points percentage in the West right now. Yeah, what you can't debate is you got to win. There, that this coming draft is great. There's lots of prospects. That won't fly in Edmonton. It's another year of dry Seidel and McDavid. They have to make the playoffs. What's your read on the Oilers? They're in a storm right now. I think there's no doubt about that. Um to, to hit on some of your points, um, you know, you look at whether there's a coaching aspect of it, of your 24 and younger players that have not progressed at all and, in fact, have regressed this season. Uh, they have run into their own goaltending issues this year uh, that has been significant and costly that Jack Campbell signing, uh, you know, this is not me patting myself on the back. When I didn't pick the Oilers to win the division this year, I said, I don't think Jack Campbell's very good. Um, and I think he's also a guy that really struggles with confidence. A lot of it is between the ears for Campbell. Um, when you look at this team and their roster construction, that's another thing. 
Um, definitely, I think some complacency in terms of the management group and how you go about fixing it. But the truth is they don't have the option to sit on the sidelines and say, hey, well, Evander Kane's coming back on January 19th and all of a sudden, magically, everything will be good. Um, the other part is, where do you start? What is the number one priority? Is it a defenseman? And if it is, this is what they're actually arguing about internally in the Oilers front office is what kind of guy do we go get? Is it a, you know, some would call offensive or puck mover, uh, or is it a, a stalwart, a, a Rhett Warner type, oh. you know, that's going to clear out things around the net and, and survive some of the pressure against the forecheck. Some of us wanted to play guilty. They don't get the boys on the road after a loss, you know, they actually don't know the answer is the truth. So where do they go? Would you it's, offer one? Would you offer one? What do you think is the issue? Because I, I, I don't think it's, it's that hard to note that they're goaltending and they need D and what, which, but what is the answer? That's the. I believe it's a, it's a true defender. When I look at that roster and I look at how well their power play clicks, like you could talk about Jacob Chickering. I think they need him like a hole in the head. Like they've got Barry and they've got Bouchard who can both play on the power play. Chickering's not even a facilitator. He's a cannon. He's someone that you feed for shots. He's a shot threat and he's a below average defender. So what wins in the playoffs? Um, to me, it's, it's adding someone you just looking at the market this year of, of Vladislav Gavrikov who can defend well, that's their ideal. I think stylistic fit. They're not sold on that. Um, I think they're, they're potentially looking at guys that they think can make small area plays six to 10 foot passes that can help get them out of trouble and up and on their way and get the puck in the hands of their forwards. And Rhett, I think you hit on a really interesting thing that I don't think has been talked about enough in that when they had a team last year with Duncan Keith and with Mike Smith, Smith, the fiery competitor, Keith, the, the winner, I think they lost a bit of that influence on McDavid and Dreisaitl that isn't there this year. They also changed coaches, though. You don't want to give too much credit. I mean, if it was going so well with those two, they don't fire but their guy midseason. But they're certainly veterans that had that, leadership voices. To that point, I mean, I've not had a ton of conversations. Obviously, Frank, you're more the insider in that. But I, my understanding is they do kind of miss Duncan Keith a little bit. He was a guy, just by his presence, there was that kind of gravitas that he brings to the room and just... Even when you're not playing, it just kind of, okay, there, there's a guy here to, who's done me, this before. To me, it's very telling that he didn't want to come back. Now, I don't know the details of why cap-head. Keith decided that, that was, time was up. Maybe it's his body. Maybe it's other things. It's not a, he was done. But it, yeah, but it's still interesting, right? If you felt, if you're Duncan Keith, yeah, you've won. But if you think that you're a season away from maybe another cup, you, don't you stay? I think physically he couldn't do it anymore. Just I think couldn't. he was dealing so, with okay, some issues well that he was just saying, I, I can't play. Then that's that. Anyways, but I, uh, I've i thought that all along with the Oilers group and once McDavid's been there. I said it for, for years. Well, who's the guy that's showing McDavid how to be the main guy? It, it's awesome that he can go score uh, 150 points. It's amazing. He's the best player maybe ever. I'm in agreement with his talent. The difference is... Can he influence? You said it. Those young guys that are there, they're regressing. 
How did he's got to be the leader that brings those guys up, right? Messier and Gretzky were there. Then you had Curry, Anderson, all the rest of them that elevated their game and they win championships. If you got guys so, that just take over, they have you have to bring everyone along with you. And I don't know that they know how to do that. I, I want to ask you, Rhett, because you, you would have watched him up close and played against him. What changed in Steve Eiserman's game that he went from a 155-point player in this league to an 87-point guy and winning Selkies? That's when the Red Wings started winning Stanley Cups. Is there? Did you notice a difference in his game? Because I think that's maybe a parallel here. Not saying take your foot off the gas in terms of point production if you're McDavid, but does he have to play a different way? Is there any onus on him? Because I think some... Euler fans, and they're not, no one's criticizing McDavid or Drysdale and saying you're the problem, but they look at it and say, we have a 3 2 lead with 10 minutes left in the third period. Why are you trying to feather a backhand through three guys in the neutral zone to send someone in on a breakaway? So, what, you know, walk me through what changed with Eiserman. Well, I think Eiserman changed. Was it Scotty Bowman getting there and helping out? I think that a guy that has that much clout and has won as much had to rub off on Iserman a little bit. I'm not sure the exact dates of, of when Scotty arrived and when Stevie kind of started to turn that corner. But I think there's some comparables to what you're saying. And again, I don't think you want McDavid to drop back and give you 100 points instead of 150. I just don't know that he's ever been taught or mentored to go, dude, you have to find a way to include the rest of your team and you may have to sacrifice 10 points here. And I don't, th I don't even know that it's a selfish thing. I don't think it's a recognized thing that he understands. And I said it when Woodcroft was hired, I don't think Woodcroft is the guy to challenge Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid so Connor McDavid wants to score 200 points. What the hell's Woodcroft going to tell him? No, no, we gotta, we gotta play some D here. Woodcroft's going to go. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you need, bud. Right. You get a veteran more coach to the point. Tip it was that, but okay. So more to the point, if they go and acquire someone, we talk about their bottom six having no dimension and anything else that they can bring to the table. Let's say they go out and, and move the deck chairs around and, and find a good penalty killer, find a good face-off guy late in games. Does anyone really think that Todd Woodcroft or Jay Woodcroft, excuse me, I think of his brother all the time, that Jay Woodcroft is going to send out you know, third line face-off guy to take a draw in no. the last 30, 30 seconds of a game instead of McDavid. I think this is I the don't. problem is like, he's so good. Why aren't they better? I just think we're trying to get a little too cute. Like, is this not on the GM? Like what, what's Ken Holland's signature move at this point? He's well, been I think there for three years through this four whole years? conversation. We don't need to go a ton, but I think it's a checklist. I think that there is roster makeup, cap distribution, Goaltending, yeah, uh, leadership, well, all that depth, falls under the GM. Coaching, right? like I like, think it's sorry. <laughs> so, how do you fix it? It feels so when like you there's add no all fix those all. things up, and you you have a checklist. I think of like Chevy Chase in Vegas Vacation as at the Hoover Dam. Like he takes his gum and he plugs it in here, but like there's just something else that's flowing over. Like you're you've got leaks all over the place. How do you appropriately plug all of those holes in one 52 day period? I, I just that's. I, you don't. I don't see yeah. it. No, it's, right. it, this is the amassing saying. of a lot of bad 
managerial or just mediocre managerial decisions over the last three years. Like when you pay Darnell Nurse to be a player he's never going to be, when you don't give any sort of depth veteran leadership-wise, when you cannot get your young players developed and incorporated. Like Philip Broberg was a reach in the draft and they passed on Zegras. They passed on Caulfield. They passed on Boldy. Like, I'm sorry, everything we've talked about falls at the GM's feet. And if not him, whoever's above him. And it goes back further than three years. I think the guy before was. Yes. Yeah. They just got out from Costco. Long-term screw up. This is a long-term screw up and it, it won't be a one person in fix. No chance. And now you're in a spot where Connor McDavid's in his eighth season, Leon Dreisaitl's in his ninth. And if you think about it from a 30,000-foot view, you've used up half the useful life of two of the best players of their generation. The primes. It's the worst. And you know what's sad? And Oilers fans will flip out and I don't give a shit. It's the worst-case scenario for the NHL. They're in a shitty market in Edmonton, small market town, and you got the best players in the world, two of the best, maybe, and probably one of the best ever, and they're potentially going to be out of the playoffs again, or they've been out early in a lot of playoffs. Like, it's a terrible, terrible situation for the NHL. This guy should be front and center all over the place, playing in Chicago, St. Louis, any of the big markets, going deep into playoff runs, highlight reel all over, and we get none of that. None of it. You get 150 points and pack it in at the end of the year. And they beat one of the best Flames teams of the last two decades in five games last year. What's that saying? Well, that's scary. How good are the best teams? Sorry, I, I didn't mean to rub that yeah, in there yeah, at the thanks, end. Thanks, Frank. See? Uh... That was fun. That was so sorry. Yeah. We like to talk. We're good. We're good at talking hockey when things are shitty. I was going to say, not, what What if we were in Boston? We're therapists. Oh, it'd be a, such hey, a how boring friggin' show. boring would You're we? Talking about crab cakes? Terrible. Yeah. There's two really bad. I learned this as a beat reporter in the locker room every day, traveling to every goddamn road game. It was the two worst teams to cover are. The best team in the league and the worst. Yeah. Everything in between is like chef's kiss. Boston has played 40 games. They have four regulation losses. And they had significant time without Marsh. Where's the fun in that? Without McAvoy. <laughs> like, this is insane what they've done. We talked about it yesterday, Frank. The Leafs are having an unreal season. 25, 9, and 7. They're 11 points back in their division. Like the, the Bruins, guess, it's the, the no. Bruins are on pace for 139 points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got out of the oh, first yeah. round. Congrats. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Grotto yeah. off to Boston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Well, anything, well, we've been keeping you for it. Anything going on? Anything uh, kind of rumor-wise, firings, trades, anything cooking? Nothing super front burner. You know Teams what? are conducting their scouting meetings this week, and that's the big. Once we get on the other side of that, this week, next week, leading up to the All Star awesome break, break, that's when the blueprints are being crafted, and then we'll be on our way. Oliver Shillington, I know you had a little bit of a an update, which isn't much of an update. Yeah, so Shillington is still in Sweden. He is skating on his own, occasionally with a team, uh, is still working out, remains in the NHL, NHLPA player assistance program. Um, and there's no answer to this point. The Flames are in a spot where they'd like to get one, I think, ideally by the end of the month. And they don't, they don't want to push him in any way, but at some point they need to know because they either need to save room for him or they need to go out and try and replace him. I think best case scenario, what they're looking for is for him to come back and go through the paces and go on a conditioning stint and get ready to hop in the lineup because what you got from him last year playing in a top four role at two and a half million bucks you can't go out and find that on the open market. It's just not going to happen. Not at that price point. So yeah, he played for they then than would that have to year. throw. <laughs> yeah, they then have to throw assets at that as well. So, in a perfect world, that's what they're holding out hope for. I would say at this point, the odds are very stacked against that. I would say there's probably a fair bit of pessimism um, that he'll be back. If I had to handicap, I'd say 85, 15, something like that. But you don't know until you get to that point where it's basically like, hey, we need to know one way or the other, got to make a decision. And I'd probably put it at 85, 25, but my math isn't as good as Frank's. That's probably where I'd put it. Frank, thanks for hanging in. Thanks for for going on. And again, I guess we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, keep your head up, Frank. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. See Real you guys. Good. Thanks, Frank. There he is, Frank Cervelli. Uh, good stuff today on uh, all things Flames, Oilers, all of that. The uh, today is Wednesday. Let's cheer. Let's you know pick up the spirits in the room. It's Wednesday. That means you know, it's Hump Day, whatever. But at Montana's Barbecue and Bar, it means Wednesday is Rib Day. Mm. Specifically. All you can eat ribs. Montana's, they're bringing back the viewing party. They're bringing back the, hey, let's go out and watch the game and, you know, maybe have, have a drink or two, have some good, some good food, some good time, some laughs, watch the game. And yeah, it's not Friday. So let's just don't make it, it's not a big deal. Just go out, 
Come as you are, sit down, great food, good people, good times. There's the daily deals. They're spinning out uh, more daily deals as we go along through the month. All you can eat ribs. Oh, yeah. Pork only. I saw on the asterisk there, Retro, so we had talked about that before. I know that won't break your heart. No, right now I'm doing that stupid, like, fasting kind of thing where you don't eat in the morning, and and now I do the show, and that picture comes up. Oh, mouth sweat. Nauseous. I'm, I'm nauseous. So hungry. Mondays, it's the half price wings. We talked about that today. All you can eat ribs. They are masters of the barbecue, masters of the comfort food. It's smoked, fire grilled, all in house. Find a Montana's near you and uh, check it out today. So I finished the plate. I can ask for another plate, and it's just a, a, yeah. There's a bit of a protocol. A conveyor belt. There. You don't just walk you into the kitchen and grab Pinder. more. You just kind of you know okay. they'll take care of you. They're good. They know. They're familiar. You can't go, Pinder. Actually, you should go with your white T-shirt. That's kind of goes hand in hand. Just get the stains How that right look here? at the end good? of two racks? <laughs> <laughs> I am, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of distracted right now. I saw that picture. I'm starving. I'm starving. Uh, time for the pill. Oh, <laughs> Alex, kill it, it. Come Alex, on now, quit it. Bastard. Jeez. Ask server. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Village Honda is uh, is going to bring you the Pinder report. Oh. But there's some things we've been telling you about the uh, the brand new CRV hybrid that is at uh, at Village. Also in it's the brand new 2023 Honda Passport Trail Sport. This is the CRV that's uh, well it's between the CRV and the Pilot as far as the SUV. So if it's okay. maybe you know, want a little more beef, a little more uh, you know the wheelbase and that from the CRV but you don't want to go all the way to the Pilot then this is uh, this is your guide. The Trail Sport, the Passport, it is in. You can uh, take it for a rip today. Up at the Northwest Auto Mall, it's Village Honda. Check them out online, villagehonda.com right now. The Pinder Report. All right, fellas, what a time to be in St. Louis on an off day. Eh? St. Louis sure takes a beating for what I probably believe is not a terrible city. I yeah. Where would you rank it out of the, let's call it, uh, 25 American cities in the NHL? But you, t- but you talk to guys that, oh, the, oh, we like St. Louis. St. Louis yeah, is good. Everyone uh, that lives in the city, they're in love with that city. Otherwise, they wouldn't be living there. You're, you're alumni, uh, you got money, you can live in lots of places. They have a great alumni. A lot of guys stick around. It's the weather is pretty damn good. You get some cold, but you're not freezing all winter. Travels good. It's a pretty good town. I mean, those guys aren't living in anywhere. They're probably going to get mugged, right? Right. Yeah. Like Frank. Frank's staying <laughs> Frank's in some hotel. skid hotel. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on. I thought you meant Philadelphia. Where he's living, but yeah, also where he's staying when he goes. But to all these <laughs> all these places in the states, these are great cities. Like, what's a crappy American city with a team? Like, even Columbus, I'm sure, is fine. It might be a little boring, but it's pleasant. Like, there's there's no bad cities in the states. They got rid of Hartford. They're not playing in Cleveland anymore. They're not in Oakland at the Cow Palace. I'm giving St. Louis the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you would. Uh, speaking of St. Louis, benefit of the doubt. Uh, last night, did you miss Afterburner? Uh, we had lots of questions and things that were concerning, but we did have a little uh, raise of the glass to the line of Manjapani, Coleman, and Backlund. Dean, if there was a silver lining last night, it was that line. I'm actually surprised that you didn't bet on the managed to score. Yeah, I know. Oh, here we go. I know. Let's see it. Yeah. 
I thought uh, also I, I thought you kind of pussyfooted around it. You took a whole line. If you're going to cheers, if you're going to have the the Backlund had the, the really uh, Coleman came on in the third. Manjapani scored, night. and Backlund had scored as well. Manjapani made the nice the sure. nice play on the assist off the skating in gets that goal that he's been hungry for. It's mm-hmm. been kind of trending towards second that. half. Where you go? I thought it was soft on both of you guys. Well, thank you. Yeah, and uh, when you host your first oh, after party with the Brash. cheers, you cheers whatever you want. You can cheers the mascot. You can cheers how big the jumbotron is. Damn right. And that's Michael Backlund, who had five shots and a goal tonight. Blake Coleman, team leading six shots and a helper tonight. And Andrew Majapani, who got his second half going the right way, Rhett, with his eighth of the season. Please score more than six more the rest of the way, Andrew. It'd be better than your first half. Added a helper. I I love this line. They're tenacious. They work their tails off. They forecheck well. They defend well. They win puck battles. The fight in the dog is great in this line. I like what you said about the they're trustworthy. I think you know, and at this level of hockey, you should know what you're going to get. And I don't know that the rest of the lines, Daryl has that confidence. Backlund's line, I trust. Put him on. Yeah. You want me to play D? Sure, we can shut yeah. down. You want us to grind? Absolutely. We can go in the offensive zone and, yeah. and, and cause some havoc. You want us to put up some points? Yes, we're getting chances all the time to get points. Should have more points. Maybe it isn't even coming easy for you, but that's the line that if if you're going to take a line off the Calgary Flames, that's the one you want. They should be playing more as far as I'm concerned. There you go. So that's from last night. Afterburner, the new post-game show, School Nights. School Nights. Wherever you get your podcasts, your audio podcasts, search Afterburner, two words. You'll find it, subscribe, like, and then every morning, chances are, if you watch the game, maybe you're, you know, Maybe you're staying up all night. Chances are, but the next morning on your way to work, yeah. bam, brand new, uh, brand new Pinder content for you. Yeah, afterburner, keeping Pinder sober on school nights since January third, twenty twenty three. Yeah, but that's listen. <laughs> there's beer in the fridge. You're here by yourself. There's we can't police. Hey. You. Uh, more from last night's game. What a sight when Milan Lucic hits the back of the net. This was to uh, tie the game at one, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, Luch tied it at one. Just great to see this happening. You know, just what a scene. Let's have a look, Red. Looks pretty happy. Oh, this is a, it's a, it's a three, a three-three spot. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The one yeah. scoring was yellow jack distracted there. Hey, Luch! Yay, Luch! They play the Milwaukee Brewers here. I'm confused. What's with the yellow? Okay, we'll move along. Very good. Uh, we talked about good posts. looking crowd there in St. Louis. Always a good yeah, looking crowd. Yeah, people show up. They like See, hockey. you hate St. Louis. Let's, let's go. Up and down. I'm okay. I'm Direct in the flights. Spirit. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. Um, we talked about posts. Is this just some narrative we're building, or is this a real thing for the Flames? It's well, a narrative you're building. Thank you. So let's go look at the data from the NHL for people that actually count and not just speculate on whether things are real or not. Oh, here we Here's go. your post leaders for the NHL this year. Rangers, 47. Flames and Panthers, both teams we thought would be in great, st- great standing in their division. 45, Washington 44. Nothing. nothing. I, I'm not saying it proves anything. I'm saying they've hit a lot of posts. It feels like it's a lot. It's a lot. They're second in the league in posts. Here's a scary what one. What the hell? You, Somebody has 43. Be they're good. Last. Imagine if Seattle didn't hit this many well, that's posts. That's what I was going to say. Holy so, shit balls. Two so the of the range- top scoring teams in the league are the 43 and 42. Like, 
I don't get your point here. We're just Edmonton, saying they where they would rank in the league. Now we know it's not a no. It's not. But what? What's your point that they should that have more goals? Second in the league in posts, and that they're due a little no, more you're, luck around you're taking, the net. You're taking this and suggesting they're they're due more luck. Is a post? Yes. Is it not a shot that it almost went in? Is it not a shot that almost missed the net entirely as well? That's correct. It so doesn't even count as a it, shot on net. Yes. So why does it trend towards a goal and a, and not a missed shot? I mean, it could be both, but what I would suggest is if they're at 45, they're probably getting more outs than ins on the post. It's okay. We'll lean on our Why? data training another time. Just not we the, wanted to know where they were standing. Here they are. That's um, the data. It's just, why does it trend towards their, they should be goals as opposed to... If no. there's 32 teams and we distribute them in a bell curve and you're second, you're going to be an outlier from the middle. This is how data works. Okay, we'll move to... Uh, <laughs> Flames so having a lead. It's so sick. They oh, have yeah, not again. been good with one goal leads, fellas, as much as we like to think a Daryl club is comfy. Here's uh, Ryan Pike on when the Flames have a one goal lead this season, how things have gone. Minus 12 differential in all situations, fourth worst in the league. Nothing like that one goal lead for the Flames to turn into the fourth worst team in the league. Uh, oh, and by the way, they're. Save and shooting percentage, uh, yeah, also fourth worst. So we want this group to be comfy playing in a 3-2 league, as Daryl calls it. The data suggests they're not good at it right now. And whether there's luck or not involved, I won't opine because people will get upset. Right now, they're not good up one. <laughs> Interesting. Or is it? I don't know. You tell me what data I should say. What? You oh, tell God. me what no, I just asked you. You tell me. You, you tell me. Uh, and anyway, when you see those stats, maybe you feel like Jacob Markstrom last night. Who uh, hears him leaving the building after surrendering the OT winner? Have a good night. Nope. Tried to break it. Couldn't do it. Another swing. Look at nope. Kenny Thrower there. And uh, yeah. Taking his life in his own hands right there. God, Oof, didn't Kenny even flinch. Kirk. He's tough. Does he not look like one of those guys you bring ringside in the WWE, like a handler? He does. Like yeah. Paul Bear or something like that. Yeah. My Undertaker. <laughs> right? Uh, want some positive Flames news? We're probably do some. Yeah. Here's a Joe Newendike something or other from somebody some time ago. Hey, that'll make us happy. Remember, Joe's a good player, right? Eh? Also wore 25. That's right. From Markstrom to Joe. Well That's done. Right. I wouldn't have made that connection. We had a Joe Newendike something. There's a picture of him wearing an old helmet reminding you it was many moons ago. But uh, That big SK2000. Look at 1989. That Most goals in a game. Five spot. Whew. Do you know who was close to that record? It's going to horrify you. A million? Did yeah, was someone get the score and win? <laughs> Did we have score and win? It was the game televised. The game might not have been televised. Uh, Mark Jankowski was one away. Sam Bennett was one away. We've had some weird four-goal guys in the last 10 years in this team. Jankowski. Ugh, he was going to be the next new indict. Clearly. High school draft pick? Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Project. Wasn't it? NHL news. Okay. If there's one thing that'll ease the pain of uh, Calgary Flames fans and us on this show, sure, the Flames will lead. But uh, hey, look at the Oilers 10th by points percentage in the West. And did you see the lead the Canucks blew last night? Oh, I heard about it. I didn't see it. I heard about it. So there, there's a Twitter account that's uh, something along the lines of images that precede bad things happening. Yeah, there it is. Hockey images that precede unfortunate events. 3 nothing Vancouver shots 8-7 Pittsburgh. 12 minutes into the first left in the first period. Three bagel ret. 
Huh. Now, this is not new, and Canucks fans were not fooled. This is famous Canucks fan Tommy, who is a binge eater, and every time they lose, he'll just, like, destroy his insides. There has not been a single Canucks lead, no matter how significant, where I felt comfortable they could seal it out this year. Goes to show how bad this team is. I think he's right, but he's also wrong. First reply. The one lead they'll have is holding the most blown leads in the league. <laughs> They're not giving that one up. Well, it was too early, right? It's 3 nothing. It's, the, oh, it's too, much too time soon, left. guys. Yeah, it's 48 too soon. minutes for Malkin and Crosby to tie that up. The message is don't go up 3 nothing in the first. Worst thing they could have done. That's their 10th multi-goal blown lead mm. of the season. That's one fewer than regulation wow. wins they have. And there's the Penguins roaring back. Five in a row. Five straight, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not great. Uh, here's the Canucks uh, leaving Pittsburgh. They actually got footage of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they, they did team bus sometimes. Yeah, but there it is. Well, this is what the big picture is. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, they want Bedard. They got some work to do. If they're 26. That means what, they're what, 60. Got, where do you got to get to be able to win? Top Third, three. Bottom three? Bottom three. Yeah, inverse top three. It used to be three pulls of the lottery wheel. Now it's two. So if you're fourth and you win it, you move up to second. You can't go all the way up to first. You used to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, and yes, the Canucks wheeling out. Not in a bus, but this is how they're leaving Pittsburgh. <laughs> is that Bruce behind the wheel? Bruce, there it is. Bruce, there it is. <laughs> Bruce, there it is. Oh, the airbag. How can you see? Uh, looks good. Yeah. Go, go, go. I figured that's probably where you were going with that. Yeah. It's probably right. Yeah. Uh, we got our all-star coaches. Probably a reminder that... Uh, Fresh coaches or good coaches? Four all-star teams, one for each division, correct? Three of them, first-year guys. Jim Montgomery in Boston. The guy he took over for, Bruce Cassidy in the Pacific. Pete DeBoer, freshly put into Dallas. And Rod Brindamore, who just everyone would run through a wall for and is actually a great coach all the time. That is... That's... They aren't new coaches. They've all coached. No, 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 no. New Sorry. to me. I thought you were. Yes. I thought it was Ford rookie coach. I'm like, what? My, uh, poorly stated by me. A reminder that shelf life for coaches exists, and that a, a Daryl, who was the best coach in the league last year, is not having a great go this year. All these guys were fired last year, and well, are now heading to the All Star game with their new team. Well, and you go a step further. Jim <laughs> Montgomery coached Dallas before right. he was fired. Yeah. Pete DeBoer was in Vegas before he got fired. Right. Yeah. So and then Cassidy goes from, from Boston, Boston so there's to some... Vegas. It's yeah. Or it's, it's Rod Brindamore in a weird incestuous sex triangle of coaches there. So to your point, sex. maybe Vegas and Boston, maybe they're good teams. Well, how was Vegas last year? Good enough they fired the coach, I guess. Weird. Uh, funny how it works, as Frank says. Good right. job, Frankie. NFL news. We got uh, wild, super wild card weekend. We still call it, man. Yeah. S- super wild, wild, extra crazy, crazy, amazing wild card weekend. The Buffalo Bills are hosting Miami. The Buffalo Bills, divisional squish opponent. Squish the fish. Squish the fish. Squish the fish. You know who you're not going to be able to squish or squish this uh, weekend, Rhett? Tua Tungavailoa, who is out for Sunday. No. Make way for Skylar Thompson, boys. Line moved by like four you points know, on that news today. Minus 13. I almost feel bad for that Tua because he's been so mismanaged. That's BS how they've dealt with that guy all this year. He should have been out the first game against the Bills, and they let the poor bastard go back in. Of course, any athlete does the same stupid thing. You're like, yes, I'm fine to play, and then it, you suffer for it. <clears throat> 
And unless they beat the Bills, that's a season-ending concussion, which big picture, I don't think so either. Uh, Sorry. The best thing for Tua might to not be hit by a professional football player until next September. So scary. Now that said, if there was going to be a Billsy way to do it, losing to Skylar Thompson. No, 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 no. No, that's too early in the playoffs is to it? lose. Yeah, that's true. That early. We're going to build it up before we screw it up. God. More Bills news. I'm not part of the uh, game in-game management events crew, but uh, I can guess who's going to be on the field for this tilt on wildcard weekend because guess who got released from hospital, my friends? Is he out? Isn't this unbelievable? Damar Hanlon's been discharged from Buffalo General Medical Center. See, so already awesome. got shipped from Cincinnati when he was in ICU, critical care, then to a Buffalo hospital. Now he's out. If you thought that place went nuts when they ran back the opening kickoff last week, this guy's going to be on the field before kickoff, I imagine, this weekend. Uh, bring some Kleenex in the pocket, Rhett, or just cry openly with 75,000 of your best friends. Everyone's going to be doing it anyway. We will be rejoicing in pure pleasure. Great news. Awesome. Like the, the, Skylar Thompson, and then that like there's almost no, thousand. There's almost no. Now, do you know he's going to be at the game, or you're kind no? Of, I'm just saying, if he's out of the hospital, like where else is he going to be? You bring him in, you give everyone that lift. That he is out of hospital is it's uh, incredible. Is just tremendous for sure. Oh, uh, PJ Tour has some news, and PJ Tour doesn't really feel like it's a niche sport in a way, right? If you love it, you love it. But generally speaking, it takes majors or Augusta or Tiger hammering Three someone in an Applebee's Augusta. parking lot before it breaks into the mainstream. Hang on, because that was F1 before the people that make Drive to Survive got involved. F1 was more niche than the PGA in North America. And here we go. This is going to launch Feb 15 amid last year's season with the live golf drama and the defections of Dustin Johnson and other major players. This will not be boring, my friends, and Maybe you're like, ah, whatever. But what was your interest level in F1 before Drive to Survive? And what is it now? I'd ask the common sports fan. It completely changed how that sport's perceived. One does have cars that drive very fast, and there is some excitement in that. You're going to have to kind of manufacture a bit of that with golf. But anytime you can go behind the scenes. There's a lot of drama behind the scenes last year with that uh, separate league. It'll be behind the scenes. But they're also a bunch of stiffs and squares that are playing that game. Like it's not like they're a bunch of fun-loving fellows, are they? I feel like it's the same demo. It's obscenely wealthy white dudes driving cars or hitting golf balls. The fact <laughs> like that it's, it's the same crew, isn't it? The fact that it's the same, the, the creators and the makers of that. Yeah, you're not asking somebody, "Hey, do for us what those no, guys did for just Formula keep One." Doing what you're doing. They've got a bit of a. Bit of a recipe, I guess. And again, before Drive to Survive came out, did anyone think, oh, this is going to change? Like, no, I'm not an F1 fan. It was very French, yeah. yeah. And maybe still is, but gosh. If, Hard, if you geez. watched any of Are you that. saying that F1 is fringe? I was saying before Drive to Survive, where it was in the pantheon of sport in North America versus where it is now is like um, light years North, away. North America, Yeah, right? it's always been big in Europe. We North get it. America. But like NASCAR was way bigger than F1. I don't know that's the case anymore. Like F1's coming to Vegas, what, two, three years into that series? It's crazy yeah, going fast and turning left. So NASCAR was NASCAR wasn't big in Canada. You come down here and everybody's still got they fantasy NASCAR. Oh yeah, man, like it's it's nuts so down here. Yeah, 
Anyway, it's uh, not going to hurt PGA being involved in that, I'm guessing. Finally, couple, uh, always good to check in on Americans with their uh, geography of Canada. As we had the We the North with players from Montreal, Toronto, and Kitchener. Now, why don't we try to find these? Boy, Montreal's way up there. And is Kitchener in Manitoba? And Toronto on the west side of... James Bay and uh, Hudson Bay with the. Ah, Who maybe did the, this? Maybe the slide moved on them. Did a Shaquille O'Neal do this map? What the hell's happening? <laughs> this is awful. If that's Montreal, where's Ottawa? Alex, where are you? Are you in none of it? I think Ekaluit is now Ottawa. Americans Probably are very good at American to drive to Toronto tomorrow, but I don't. That's I don't a long way. Make it to there. That's a haul. I don't yeah. know if the states does not look close on that image. I got to tell you. Shoveler, no more shopping in Toronto. That's too much gas. We can't. Jeepers. Those are the people that uh, we've entrusted half the American TV rights to, TNT. I thought Buffalo was a lot closer to Toronto. I really really did did, as well. Yeah. And finally, my kids don't miss me. That's uh, the end of the Pinder Report. They're they're having a good time without dad. Oh! Perfect. Boogie board. Yeah. Yeah, Plus 28. Water. Same temperature as the air. Summer. I've seen their mom posting Summer some stuff Australia. on social media. It seems like they're handling. They're okay. Dad not being around just fine. They're coping. They've, uh, they're on a tour right now. Excellent <laughs> coping skills without dad. I don't know that dad's coping as well without them. That hurts though, right? That look at it, man. And it's like, oh yeah, you know, grandpa and their uncle, they're, in, they're the ones teaching them to boogie board. I'm like, Ugh. see if you weren't such an asshole, I'd almost feel bad for you missing I out know. on that. I know. That's your pinder report. Yeah. But you know, here we are. what it is. Look at that weather, eh? Village Honda Northwest Auto Mall coming very soon. I mentioned the uh, the Honda Passport. The Trail Sport is there very soon. The brand new, new generation Honda Accord. Redefining sophistication and sleek styling. Got a hybrid you can get uh, fired into that thing. Has uh, all kinds of technology built into this. It's the newly redesigned Honda Accord for 2023. Go online, visit them. It'll be in soon. You'll be able to be one of the first to get your hands on that thing. Village Honda, Northwest Auto Mall, your uh, your dealership for life. Be up there soon. That's right. Technology and stuff. Technology and stuff. 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 Uh, Jasper Pond Hockey, we chirped frank about it we are getting ready for it uh, i talked to serge yesterday from tower uh details on that i'll share tomorrow maybe on the show tomorrow but he's getting ready you you're kind of the pseudo coach gm of this thing well i mean i'm trying to get us to a spot where we can play and not embarrass the entire flames nation brand mm. i don't know that anyone else is pulling the rope that way but uh yeah, yeah dean doesn't seem to care He's put his skates on once in a decade. That's not he's ideal. He's content with what he is. Uh, he said, yeah, I'll do a couple shifts, and then I'll, I'll work, I'll work the, the jukebox and have some beers. My contribution is to not play. I'm helping. How many of those guys do we have, though? That's my concern. I, I, I think Serge has gone out and got some new Jets and Twig, but I, like his, is, this, is he new to the sport, or did he quit it and give his gear away? I'm, I'm concerned about someone in brand-new skates on an outdoor pond, if it's like minus ten, and we have to play like six oh, matches, he's, he's taking it very six. Is that what? Like, well, it's a tournament. There's lots of teams. Oh, we'll be out early. 
Well, if I have any sense. People treat it like, yeah. Hey, it's the 2023 Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament hosted at the beautiful Fairmont Jasper Park Lodge. You can be a part of it. We're going. And it's a, it's, you know what it is? It's a big deal, I'm finding out. People go to this thing, they get very excited for it. CHEHockey.com is the website. Get your team, if they're still taking teams, this thing's huge. Get in there now. Go online, CHEHockey.com. Get your team in, get your rooms booked, and be ready for an unbelievable time. The whole town and the area of Jasper is pulling out all the stops. they got all kinds of things planned, food, music, fireworks, events. It's so much more than just the uh, the hockey tournament, so get ready for that. We're a couple weeks away now. Pender's running tryouts this weekend. Got uh, Mandeep's coming out to play a little three-on-three on Saturday. Poor Mandeep. BK Beaufort-Liquor, I'd like to be a sponsor of the new Afterburner. Sure, that'd be good. Do you have any skates? Wow. <laughs> or it's, uh, hey, we need someone that can play. I know he has skates. <laughs> we were scrolling through pictures from BK, and it's a younger man deep wearing quadrant oh, like jacket. Like we'll need to share play. some of that. We'll need to Tan man, put it on a, he says, man deep, I'll put it on a tee for you. Perfect. All kinds of apples, backdoor tappings. But this is pond hockey. Like, it's little nets. There's no goalies. Like, what are we, what are you teeing up? What you're going to need to do is to be able to make some passes through some small openings and find teammates. Yeah, but you're not firing one T clappers. Off. No, but you need someone on that a can tee for you. Slide something through mm. to you. You need a good distributor here. This is going to be quite a show. I really, I mean, I miss oh, you, boy. but I really wish you were at this thing. Yeah, what's that gonorrhea <laughs> clear up? We need to cross the border here. Is that what it is? Yeah. The cat. Uh... <laughs> No. Sorry here, no, uh, Mr. Warner. Looks like your paperwork's good. You've got your passport. That's all good. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he's a health risk to the country. We he's can't got let him in. G. <laughs> Let's do our Betway Bets of the Day, and uh, we'll, we'll do a little uh, prep for tomorrow's show, and then we'll uh, let you get out of here. Betway Bets of the Day. Do bet responsibly. I didn't know which way to go. Four games tonight in the National Hockey League. Here's how I'm going. We talked about the Oilers. They're in a bad way, all this sort of thing. Edmonton factoring in for me on one of my bets. Washington at Philadelphia. The Capitals, 13, 13 2 and 2 in their last 17 games. Ovi is at 29 goals. That's tied for the league lead. I say he gets 30 tonight. Bo Horvat and uh, Robertson. I believe there's three players with 30 goals, but yes, he's very high. Is that what it is? Okay, then he's just tied with Robertson. And, yes, uh, he, he and can become the fourth to get to 30, I think. I say he gets the 30 plus 100, and then the two games tonight, that one, Washington-Philly, Edmonton-Anaheim. If I'm already going with Ovechkin, I may as well throw McDavid in there as well. It's free money. Both to score a goal plus 250. Those are my two picks. All right, very good. Uh, your goal-scoring leaders, by the way, McDavid, 34, Pasternak, 32, Tage, 31. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. It's all right. You're close. I'm kind of dancing with you a little bit here. I'm going to go with the Oilers stack. Anytime they show up and look like crap like they did in L.A. in their last game, you know there's going to be a more concerted effort to play the right way. And then what it really means is Connor and other guy, Zajeman, if you're not scoring, we're in trouble. They're playing the awful Ducks in Orange County. I'm going with the dry saddle McDavid stack plus 250 if they both score. Love it. Also, want to stay hot? Kevin Fiala, four points on the man advantage the other night against the Oilers. You get San Jose. Uh, they're not better than the Oilers. Two plus points. Let's get sexy. Plus 220. Yeah, San Jose stinks. Yeah, they do. Tell you what. L.A. and Seattle, I, I, we talked about yesterday. I don't think they're a joke. My biggest concern for the Kings was their goaltending, and Phoenix Copley, of all people, has been their savior. 
That's who they're riding in net. It's almost like goalies are voodoo, right? Mm. Logan Thompson leading the way in Vegas. Yeah. It's almost like you can't can't figure it out. <laughs> Phoenix Copley. Flames fans thought they were in good shape. They got Jacob Markstrom. Now it's what's going on? Well, maybe in, good in shape. LA. Hey, Phoenix Copley off of uh, off of waivers. Voodoo. There you go. That's our uh, Betway Bets of the day. And we want to invite you tomorrow on the program. Thursday means Ask Rhett for Hope Street. And I've, I've liked some of the fun. Now, again, before Christmas, we were doing a lot of holiday stuff, a lot of food sort of things. Food, booze, uh, holidays, in-laws. You can email in your questions. AskRhett at FlamesNation.ca. You can go on your Twitter, hashtag AskRhett. We'll filter it through that way as well. But I feel like you're... I feel like you're in a good, you know, you're not doing the early mornings anymore. I feel like mm-hmm. this is this is when you're at your most cerebral midday for you. Oh, yeah, cerebral. That's me. I'm a I'm deep. The cerebral it assassin. Comes down that's to the you. Question. It, it's it still comes down to the questions that come in. You can't stupid questions, stupid answers. You get dumb that's media people asking know, questions. How are we people. supposed to sound smart as hockey players? That's right. Huh? It's a presentation of Hope Street. Hope Street Rental Property Management. Don't use your time. Let them go to work for you. Managing tenants, getting you premium rental rates on your property. You sleep easy knowing your property's safe, it's protected, that money's coming in. They take care of all of it for you. You want to just meet virtually, you can do that online. You can book it at hopestreet.ca. Calgary, uh, Edmonton, Vancouver, three locations in Western Canada, and they are the property manager of the year in our fine country of Canada. It's almost like person of the year. That's right. Those two th- brands come together. Do you think Shaman has one of those? That might have been who sent it. One of those trophies. He's got the property manager of the year award. Yeah. It's got like a house that's gold. Yeah. And then he, the person of the year is the Rhett statue. Because I feel like it's when in Hollywood, when you're an actor and you've, you've won a Golden Globe or an Oscar, yeah. you relate more with other actors who are in your echelon who have also yeah. won hardware. It's like those guys hanging around the Hall of Fame trading stores. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you, have you won a person of the year award? Oh, no. Hey. All right, well, uh, yeah, I'll sign a bit. We'll catch up later. Yeah. What's Pardon. cooking today there, Rhett? Hopestreet.ca. Beauty. Beauty, beauty. I'll Wednesday. Today I'm, today I'm cooking. I'm going to use the air fryer for some shrimp tonight. Weren't you doing, what were you what? going to cook in it the other day? Prime rib or something. <laughs> I'm, no, I made a brisket. It was in the pressure cooker. It was unbelievable. So the pressure same unit, like hour and a half. pressure cook it, and then it same just stays unit. in there, and then you fry it. It has two different lids. Oh, okay. One's a pressure cooker lid, and one's an air fryer lid. This is quite it the was piece of machine. Phenomenal. I can kind of wrap my head around that. Listen, the, the pressure cooker, it's not new technology. It's been around forever. But if you're doing stuff like the, where you got to cook it low and slow, mm-hmm. can help you get around that. Speed it up a little really bit. Really can. Can help you get around that. I got to chat with a plumber and oh, got a very serious U9 coaching meeting here coming up real quick. How many more days are you, what are you on your own? Uh, nine. Or you nine days. Nine more? You're not going to make it. I've exhausted <laughs> you go? all the fridges that are at my disposal. <laughs> and uh, we're now into gift cards and those are getting depleted at a very brisk rate. Then it's going to be um, the food delivery slash loitering at the bar eating peanuts 
It's bloody amazing. You're good. I'm proud of you, actually, for using the gift cards because the shoveler and I, we go through it once a year. We'll we'll run into the bag of gift cards. Yep. Oh, geez, we got to use these. There's hundreds yep. of dollars in gift cards, and you're like, man, we got to use this stuff. Use about two of them, and then the bag gets put away somewhere, and a year later you find it again. Oh, geez, we got to use the gift card. <laughs> At least you do it that way. Our 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 thing is, oh, it's a gift card. Nice. Well, we'll put that somewhere. And that is, <laughs> didn't somewhere. we have like a $100 gift card to Yeah, the, we did for sure. You know, the whatever. Uh, no, I don't know. Where, where, where was that? We probably got about 25 grand in mm-hmm. gift cards sitting around somewhere. <laughs> It's a waste. Desperate times call for desperate measures. It's true. It's true. Alex has to go. No, See I think Alex. he's okay. He wants to go. Yeah, oh. I would too after watching yeah, this boy. crap every day. He, well, he texted me because we know n- nobody, and I mean nobody, loves Ottawa more than Alex. And uh, when we were talking about St. Louis, he says the, K- the Kachucks are from St. Louis. So, of course, Brady. Is that right? Yeah. Wow, I never heard so, that. So because Brady is from St. Louis, he's going to, by, by connection, Love St. Louis as well. God, he loves Ottawa. Yeah. Hey? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, well. Do you think other people do like Ottawa and we just don't know them? Or is he literally the only guy out there? They like Ottawa so much, those few people, they never leave. Yeah. They're overjoyed to stay. Huh. They're tucked in at 9 p.m. reading Ottawa's top 10 restaurants book or something like that. I was there for the draft. Because remember, now the rink is in Canada, which is so far away. So far. It's a great rink. And great off-ramp. Great city. Yeah. I forget which, the the Phoenix Coyotes at the time, Arizona Coyotes, their first round pick was the Russian kid. And what do you do the night when you're a first round selection? Oh, boy. His grandpa, I think, was the Russian coach. But I've drawn a blank. Anyway, so we finish up the show. We come back in. We're going back out for round two the next day. Well, nothing's open. There's no red, like you can't, it's a Friday night in Ottawa. Let's go out, have a steak. Let's go do something. Good luck. No chance. Russian first round draft pick, his family, they're all dressed up nice. Yeah, suits. Biggest day of their lives. Yeah. Getting some double doubles at the, uh, at the Timmy's. Oh, the old Davy Keons. That's how you <laughs> Crushing that. farmer's wraps and some mochas. Nice. They're not as good in the States. How farmers wrap. Oh, how, because uh, you'd have them there. How far, like when you go to Pittsburgh, are they all in that area where you are or just kind of spotty? Yeah, get out that. It's a, no, they're, they're spotty or the further south you go, for sure. But in this area, they're everywhere. Yeah. I'm trying to find this Russian kid. The hell are you talking about? Who was the longtime Russian he doesn't Red Army coach? Ryan Tikhanov. He was just making. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Tikhanov. All right. Thank you. Like, I'm done. Tikhanov's going to find you yeah, on Twitter today and be like, I'll even eat farmer wraps. Well, and <laughs> ha ha, you donkey. Yeah, that's right. How, how true is that story if I've never even had one farmer wrap? <laughs> Woo, posterized, dunked on you. <laughs> you got me. You take the L, fat boy. <laughs> uh, have a great, uh, whatever this day is, Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow. Get your ribs, get some rest, do whatever you got to do, and we'll be back tomorrow. It'll be another game day against the St. Louis Blues. Oh, can't wait. You know, now in a way, are you happy they're playing them again? No. If, if, if you tell me they're going to play better, yeah. If they're going to lose to the Blues again, 
Fuck that. I, Go somewhere else. Like they, they should. I'm happy, I guess, because I feel like they should beat them. They should have beat them last night. So, okay, sure. But I don't have to see any personal vendettas that need to be dealt with that are going to make it an exciting game. I don't, yeah, I don't mean vendettas. Maybe. I just, I guess, Damn, personal pride and satisfaction. It's like, maybe let's finish the job. Let's get a lead. Let's yep. try and just win. not shit our pants this time. Oh. Well, dude, it was 3 1. I know. It's, it's, uh, you're not wrong. It's, Three one it's pointed language, but it's accurate. Going into the second, going into the third period, they gave up two and a third that was disallowed, and then lost twenty eight seconds into overtime. If that ain't shit in your pants, Victor Tikhanov twenty eighth and oh eight. Also took Michael Bodker top ten that year. That's right, Kitchener Ranger. And I remember the thing with Tikhanov, yeah, kind of a didn't really pan out, right? But uh, I mean, if you count 11 goals in your NHL career as a first rounder is not panning out fine. But the next connection to him was he was back in Russia and playing with Panarin. Oh. And the thought was, if you can get Tikhanov, his buddy Panarin might come with you. He might come over. Didn't really work out that Maybe way. If you get Bob to come to Florida, Panarin would come. That's with. Right, oh, no, he man. just wanted to play in New York. Okay. He was always yeah. going to New York. Well, that's what they used to say about the Warners. If you could get, if you could get Trevor, Trev. maybe you'll get Rhett. Todd. Todd. Yeah, Todd. If that's what get, they said. Yeah, yeah. that's Todd what Pizzarelli Warner. said. I yeah, think. yeah. If you could get Kurt Warner, <laughs> maybe you can get Rhett Warner. That's it. We're out. See you tomorrow, buddies. Have a great day. Yeah. Later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.